It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. Jess Cottrell is creating a whimsical world with hand quilting. Her goal is to pass on the knowledge and love of hand quilting through her quilt patterns and the Modern Hand Quilting Collective. Although we didn't talk about it in the interview, we as quilters know that the amount of orphan blocks laying around is sometimes comical. Jess has an easy to understand tutorial about using these single blocks or a collection of blocks to create something wearable that shows off who we are. Jess, thanks so much for joining me on A Quilter's Life. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, great to have you. Where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in Parkersburg, West Virginia, where I still am. (laughs) I still reside there. Can you share a special childhood memory? A special childhood memory that I have that is very near and dear to my heart was my grandmother lived on the Ohio River in Boaz. And in the summer, my parents were working and I would go to her house. And that's actually where I learned to quilt. So I can remember sitting, looking over at the river, sewing, and she was on the other side of the machine and I would be sewing my little pieces. And if they weren't perfect, she'd rip them out and send them back to me. (laughs) So she taught me my quarter inch seam. I actually completed my first quilt that summer when I was nine. And it was just so special to have that time with her to spend. Oh, wow. Now, I take it that's the Ohio River. Yes, the Ohio River. Yes. Wow. She actually ripped it up for you and didn't make you do that part? She did not make me rip it out, which I didn't appreciate at the time. But now, (laughs) looking back, it was great that she did that for me because it's my least favorite thing now. (laughs) Of course. And I was thinking how, as a young child, that might have turned you off. Yes, it probably would have. But she kept me going and she said, this is just a little off, so let's try it again. So she was very encouraging and it wasn't like, that's not right. We got to do this better. But it was very encouraging and she would walk me through it. And at that time, she didn't have a rotary cutter. So she was cutting everything by scissors. So I remember standing at her kitchen island and she would be cutting stuff with scissors and passing it over to me and I would sew it. And it was a lot of fun, but it's funny to look back now, like the rotary cutter that I have and like how much I appreciate that compared to the scissors. Yeah. We can't appreciate what we don't understand (laughs) sometimes. Besides quilting, did you have other employment? I did. I worked small jobs when I was younger, like Circuit City that we had locally. It's actually where I met my husband. But when we got together, he was able to work and I didn't have to. And so whenever we got together, I started a quilt commission business where I would make quilts for people. And it was so fun. And I sold some, but people didn't really want to pay a lot for quilts. So I kind of transitioned into hand embroidery and I would embroider necklaces with brides bouquets on them. And it was like a big one year anniversary thing that I got a lot of sales from that. But I did that for a while. And then I kind of went into knitting, although that wasn't a business, but I made one pattern, I think. 
And then I got back into quilting and that's where I am today. (laughs) It's such a circle sometimes. It is. Yes. So you were born and raised in Parkersburg and you're in Parkersburg now. Now, did you go away at all and come back or you've been there the whole time? I went away for a semester for college in Fairmont and then came back. So I haven't been gone very long. And the funny thing is I live a block away from where I grew up. (laughs) So I didn't go very far at all. Very close to my parents still. So they still live there? Yes. Nice. Yes, they do. Yeah. And it's nice. It's just a little walk down the street. Yeah. See, I was born and raised in California and my grandparents were in New York and Pennsylvania. So I never got to see them. And I'm so jealous of that kind of relationship you got to have. Oh my goodness. I couldn't imagine. Yes. I go over at least three times a week to see them. So it's nice. And my daughter likes to go see her grandparents. Yeah. I don't know it any other way, but I can imagine that it's so much nicer to have family close. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you wanted to share about your family? Both of my parents are so nice. They both worked. And so like I said, the summers I would spend with my grandparents, but they always supported me through all my crazy things I wanted to do, dancing. I always remember seeing them in the audience and I was in theater and they were very supportive. That is so neat to have family there for events. Is there anything that you would want to tell your friends and family, or even generations to come, something about yourself, what would you want your family to know? I guess I would want them to know that I appreciate the support that they have given me, my parents and my husband and all of my crazy adventures that I tried to go off and do, like the quilting business and the embroidery business. Everybody has always stuck by me and supported me and helped share my name and get me out there. So I just appreciate the love and everything that everybody has given me. Neat. So besides quilting, we talked a little bit about your embroidery and a little bit of knitting, was it? But are there other crafts that you do? In the past couple of years, got into knitting and I love it and crochet also. I think the newest thing that I had taken on is spinning my yarn to knit with. And I love it. It's probably my favorite part of knitting is spinning the yarn to knit with. So do you have some kind of bigger spinning machine or drop spindle or what? I have used drop spindle when I first started, but now I just have the old fashioned spinning wheel that you treadle and spin. I usually take it on my front porch And we'll spin when it gets nice out. Cool. Yeah. How about other hobbies? Hiking. My family loves to go hiking when the weather gets nicer. We don't like when it's too cold and we don't like when it's too hot. But (laughs) spring or fall, you can find us in the woods somewhere. And thrifting. We like to go thrifting and try to find all the goodies that we can. Do you have a favorite trail around here? We usually go up to McDonough across from Jackson Park in Vienna, West Virginia. It's very nice and kept nice. And I don't think there's much poison ivy. (laughs) So we enjoy that because we have a little one. And they have a tree house that you can climb up. And so we'll take snacks and go up there and have a picnic. Neat. Yeah. 
Do you think your hobbies show up in your quilting at all? I think they do. For instance, the most recent pattern that I actually have coming out tomorrow is the Solis purse. And I originally made it to be a project bag to hold my knitting in. So I'm thinking more useful, (laughs) more useful things for my other hobbies. But I would like to think that it does. Yeah. I take it it was your grandmother that introduced you to quilting. She did. She was heavy into quilting. She would hand piece and hand cut and everything. Hand quilt. She didn't pass it on to any of her four children that she had. It skipped all of them and went to me. (laughs) So I'm so thankful that at nine years old, I wanted to and took the time to learn because it has changed my life and given me something that I really love. Is she still living? She isn't. She passed away in 2014. So sorry for your loss. I appreciate it. Thank you. She sounds like a wonderful person. She was. Do you happen to have a favorite quilt? I don't know if I could name an absolute favorite forever, but right now my current favorite is one that I'm designing and it's kind of like a modern twist on a quilt and I'm just really excited about it. And so I've been really enjoying that. I think whatever I'm working on at the time is my favorite thing, whether it's my pattern or someone else's pattern, (laughs) it changes from day to day. Yeah. But while you're quilting, how about a tool that you are just so happy you have? I have a tool that is kind of new to me that I really love. And it is the Hera marker for marking lines for quilting or for like marking half square triangle lines. I didn't appreciate it before and I've tried to use it, didn't like it. And so I've recently made myself use it and I can't go back. I love it so much. I did watch your video of you using that and it really did look cool. Yeah. So many steps in our process of quilting. Do you like each step along the way or do you have a particular step you enjoy? I think I enjoy everything, but hand quilting a quilt has to be my favorite. Just sitting with it and like being able to look closely at every piece of it as you're stitching it. And to just kind of sit mindlessly looking out the window at the birds in the backyard or whatever I may be doing at the time. So I think that would have to be my favorite. But then again, I do like piecing and binding (laughs) all the other things. (laughs) Describe your worst quilting experience. My worst quilting experience was probably eight years ago. And I was still machine quilting on my domestic machine, my little tiny machine. I would quilt giant quilts and I didn't realize until I had finished the entire thing that the backing had flipped up and I had quilted the backing up to the, it was like double backed. Oh my goodness. So all the ripping. (laughs) It's when I wished grandma was here to rip it all out. (laughs) Wow. I have never had that done, and I can only imagine the sinking of your heart as you flipped that over and saw what had happened. Yes, yes, it was a very bad day. (laughs) There are so many things we can do with our time. We've talked about some other things you like to do, but what do you think keeps drawing you back to quilting? 
I think that the whole entire process of picking the beautiful fabrics, even going before that, sometimes I will hand dye fabrics. So it's the growing the garden and picking the flowers and dyeing it. Every step is just so exciting. I love seeing a stack of fabric. And then I love seeing all of the cut pieces. And then I love seeing all of the blocks pieced. So it's just the motivation of it. It's fun to be creative and mix different things together that you didn't think would look good, but then they turn out looking so pretty. Wow. So you even dye your own fabric? I do. Yes. It started with yarn. Whenever I was knitting, I would dabble in dyeing yarn. And so now I'm dyeing fabrics and using those in quilts and it's fun. We last year planted a dye garden in our backyard. And so watching all of these flowers grow from seeds and turn into dye was just so fun. Do you have a favorite color that you have made? I would probably say that avocados give me one of my favorite colors. And it's like a dusty pink. I was going to expect green. I know you would. But if you look really closely at the skins of an avocado, you can see this little pink hue to it. And whenever you stick it in the dye pot, it pulls out the most beautiful mauve dusty pink color. Wow. Yeah, it's very neat. Huh. Who do you make your quilts for? I have to be selfish on this one. (laughs) I love to keep all of my quilts. We have a china cabinet that we stack them in. But just for family, I give some to my mom and dad. But I love having them. And my daughter will pull them out and make forts out of them. Or if it's cold, we'll pull our favorite one out that suits the mood at that time and cuddle up. So I like having them around to remind me of what I was doing at that time when I was quilting or like what movie we were watching when I hand quilted that quilt. So I like having the memories. It's amazing how those memories stick with that fabric or whatever, but yeah. Yes, it definitely is. I think you might've mentioned this. Do you have a special project going on right now? I do. I'm releasing my Solis purse tomorrow and I'm so happy and proud of that. And then I'm currently hand quilting a pattern that is with testers now. And it's slightly a little more modern than I've been doing. So I'm excited to put that out there and and show that off. Share a quilting tip. My biggest tip is to not let the label of advanced beginner or intermediate stop you because I think you'd be highly surprised of what you can do when you want to do it. And that's something that I've done. I've not worried about like, oh, that seems really hard. And I don't know if I can do that. If you just do it and jump in and before you know it, you're halfway through it and you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad after all. (laughs) That's a great tip. I don't know how many people have said, I did this for my first quilt. What was I thinking? But they did it. Yes. So you had this wonderful quilting hobby and somehow it became a business. Can you describe what happened? Yes. This past September, I took a course from Elizabeth Chapel, her pattern writing course. And it was just something that I had been thinking of because the last couple quilts I had made, I didn't follow a pattern. And so I was like, oh, I might want to dabble in that. And I took her course 
And it truly changed everything. It taught me things that I didn't think I was capable of. And so I wrote a pattern with the course and put it out and then another and another. And it has kind of snowballed into what it is today. But it really stemmed from just seeing an advertisement and thinking like, oh, that seems fun. I might want to do that. It's amazing how sometimes when you step out of your comfort zone a little bit, what it brings. That's so cool. Yes, I totally agree. Tell us the name of your business and how you came up with that name. The name of my business is Cottage Lane and the cottage part comes from where I wish I was. (laughs) I wish I was in this little cottage tucked away in the middle of nowhere with wildflowers all around me. And I've tried to recreate that in my little city home. (laughs) And Lane is my middle name. Actually, recently, whenever I was knitting and spinning, I found out that the French word for wool is my middle name, but it's pronounced, I believe, Lina in French. But I thought that was so neat. And so I kind of wanted to carry that in with it. So it's kind of a double meaning. So it's not the L-A-N-E when we think Cottage Lane. Yeah. L-A-I-N-E. Nice. So you just started your company a year ago? This past September, six months or so. Nice. Yeah. Do you offer workshops? I had a zipper pouch challenge that I put on and I'm getting ready to start working on a hand quilting workshop. And I've thought about maybe if there was interest into a dyeing fabrics workshop. Oh, neat. Yeah. So you did offer that first workshop. And how exciting was it when that first person signed up? Someone signed up. It was very exciting. And I did that exact same thing. (laughs) (laughs) It was so fun to get a group of people together that wanted to learn the same thing and had the same interests and were kind of at the same level and to teach them. And it was a smaller group. So it was very one-on-one. I was able to like talk to each person as they needed it. And we had like an Instagram group that we chatted on. So it was nice to just have a small group of people that were trying to complete this one specific task. How fun. Yeah. And the same thing about your first pattern out there. What was it like when you saw someone actually purchased it? The most nerve wracking day was whenever I released it and all of the love that I got for it was so worth it in the end. It was the first sale was the best. (laughs) So excited, did a happy dance. And I truly appreciate people for purchasing my pattern that I made and loving it and taking the time to make it and use their fabrics on it and put it out there. It's just so special. Such fun. What was it like seeing a pattern you know that you designed, but someone else made it? Indescribable (laughs) to see on Instagram, a little square pop up with a pattern. And I was like, wait, that looks like mine. And I was like, oh, they made my pattern. (laughs) Somebody cared enough to make it and to share it. And it was just indescribable, the feeling. I can only imagine that would be so much fun. 
and you touched on, you started with doing commission quilts. At that point, were you hand quilting their quilts or were you doing that on your machine? At that point, I was doing everything on machine. That was, oh, maybe 10 years ago that I was doing that. And I did machine quilt everything on my tiny little brother sewing machine that I had. Now, the brother machine I have has like a six inch throat. Is that about what you had? Yeah, I think it was seven, something around there. But yeah, it was a struggle. Uh Whenever somebody said they wanted like a queen or a king, I was like, are you sure? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Just seeing your quilt on your website. I love how you wrote on your website, modern quilt patterns with a hand quilted charm. And that's exactly what I'm seeing. I love how you have brought that traditional touch into these modern quilts. Can you describe that a little bit for us? So as I mentioned, my grandmother taught me how to sew and she did everything by hand until she got her machine and started machine piecing. But whenever I started machine quilting, she didn't understand. It was like, wasn't that cheating? How are you doing this by machine? And so I did that for so long. And then now I want to just bring that back. I love hand quilting. I love the way it looks. I love doing it. I love just sitting with my quilt and working on it. But where I think I differ from that really traditional quilting that she did was your stitches have to be so tiny and you almost can't even see them. And I like a little chunkier stitches and I like a little chunkier thread and I like densely quilted stuff. So where she would have quilted stuff two to four inches apart or whatever the batting says, I like to do it like a quarter inch apart. So I like the heavy densely thread to be a part of the design element in my quilts. And it shows up so nice and looks so cool. Thank you so much. Uh Uh-huh. Anything else about your business you wanted to share? Just that I am hoping to offer exciting things and tutorials on my new YouTube channel. I'm hoping to give people the confidence and tools that they need to do Quilting things I've done four at a time flying geese and four at a time half square triangles. So just trying to get people comfortable with doing all these things. I'm getting ready to put out a hand quilting video, hoping to get that tradition alive again in people because they seem so interested. They just don't know where to start. So I'm hoping to keep that alive. That sounds like something to really look forward to. Yes. I do want to thank Maude McDonald for sending you to me to be interviewed. And I have to share this little backstory. A while back, I interviewed Susan Smith and I found her by, I happened to find A Quilter's Life on a top 25 quilter podcast list. And on that list, I found a couple other quilting podcasters. One was Susan Smith. So I interviewed her. Now, just yesterday, I saw my Facebook post where I had to stay with my mom overnight in assisted living because she had broken her collarbone. And while I was there, she's sleeping. So I decided to listen to Susan's podcast. One I listened to was Maude McDonald. And Maude's the retro quilter 
who used to be a roller derby girl. And I have a daughter that's a roller derby girl. So I like, Susan's not asking the questions I would ask. I need to know more about this roller derby. So I contacted Maud that night. And the next day she responded. And so I ended up interviewing Maud and getting to ask my roller derby questions. Then Maud sent you. And as I was responding to your email, I saw your phone number was West Virginia. West Virginia has the same area code for the whole state. And I'm on the edge of West Virginia. So it was exciting to say, what part of West Virginia are you in? Because you could have been several hours away. And to find out you're my neighbor. (laughs) Yes, it was. And as soon as I found out, I messaged Maude and I was like, oh my goodness, she's right here. How exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I sent her an email too. And she's like, yeah, she already told me. (laughs) But yeah, to think Susan's out on the West Coast, Maude's in Canada, and you're my neighbor. Yeah. That was crazy. So this is so much fun for me. It is, yes. I was so excited when I saw that. I couldn't believe it. I was like, there's nobody around here that quilted. Like, I don't know anybody around here. And so I was like, oh, <laughs> right next door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so thank you to Maude. That was so much fun. And where can we find your business, Jess? You can find me at cottagelane.com. And on Instagram at cottage.lane. And lane is spelled L-A-I-N-E. Thank you. And of course, your links will be on your episode page on my website. So we can always find you there. Thanks again, Jess, for sharing your story on A Quilter's Life. I so appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.